Hi, everyone. Um, thanks for joining us. I'm Karen Stefano. No, I'm the radio. author of the short story collection, The Secret Games of Words. And I'm here tonight with Sarah Lipman, who's author of the collection Doll Palace. How are things in Brooklyn, Sarah? Things are great. Thanks so much for having me, Karen. I'm excited to do it. I know. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Um, I'm a huge fan of your book, and you were kind enough to blurb mine, so we both know each other's work well. And um, I just want to dive right in and have a a great discussion about craft and um, how how we put our collections together. Um, so so let me jump jump in and um, just ask you point blank about the title story for your collection, Doll Palace. Um, I, I've read the story um, several times, and and I just it's it's interesting because as a reader, you form opinions about what the story is about naturally and you wonder um, how the story came about and you wonder about what the inspiration might have been for the story and so so can you tell me well I mean what at you you gave birth to it um, what is what is the story <laughs> about I mean what you what do you what do you think um, is going on with with Frida um, the, the main character um, okay well um so the story, I guess I should take a couple steps back. The story Doll Palace um, actually came about, um, to answer the first part of your question, um, came about um, because Chris Allen, who we both know, um, was editing Madison at the time, and they were doing um, a Christmas ebook, which I think had been an annual thing when Madison was running. And he asked basically for a Christmas story, like not a Christmas story, but something that would fit fit with this um, Christmas ebook. And at the time, um, yeah, so I really like was writing under a deadline, and I think I had two weeks to turn something into him. And it was close to um, close to, close to late, I don't know, late November, early December. I'm not really sure. And and, and um, Sure enough, I'm in New York. I have my kids at this point were really, really little. I think my daughter was maybe two, um, and we did the you know annual stroll uh, down Madison Avenue, where um, I was just horrified by the mob scene of New Yorkers and tourists swinging these American Girl doll bags and. Um, the store took up like I don't know. It's like a whole city block, and so I became really interested. It wasn't it wasn't something that I had yet to contend with in my own life, but yeah. uh, I was kind of um, horrified slash obsessed with with that and just with the consumerism of that, and and also the sort of the, the messaging of 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 all of that. And so, like many of my stories, it kind of starts with this sort of. Um, somewhat of a grotesque obsession, <laughs> you know, fascination that turns into an obsession. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that's that was sort of the seedling for the story. And then I couched it within the, the framework of this character, Frida, who I knew was going to be somewhat shrill and over the top. So I think in the first draft, the story was originally much, much shorter because I just wasn't sure how long I could 
could sustain her um, sort of the tenor of her voice, and um, right. because it's a lot. Um, but I really just wanted to comment on that. I wanted to comment on um, the the packaging, um, you know, just sort of the the, the consumer machine of our con- of our country, and 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 how. Um, um, and and how it um, sort of penetrates, and 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 that that was sort of that was the framework, and then on a much more sort of personal level, um, the the sort of dissolution of this woman's life, and how all the things that her she had sort of expected had not panned out. Yeah, Hopefully yeah, and out. and it it really it really struck me. Um, I mean, just the vivid imagery and this, yeah, this this consumer hell. Um, Consumer hell, I might add, that's, you know, targeted toward mothers and their daughters, which makes it all the more disgusting in my my eyes. Um, Right. um, But so, you know, juxtaposed against that, I mean, Frida, you know, I, I think she is a lot, but she was she was funny um um and I, I you know i can kind of empathize with her um being kind of maxed out by her surroundings and um and you know and i and i you know i i felt saddened for her for her what had how her life was panning out so everybody who's listening if you haven't read doll palace yet you're going to have to listen <laughs> after listening to this you're going to say okay i don't know what they're talking about but it sounds interesting so um, oh, thank you. That's very yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, so. That's very, very sweet. Yeah. I mean, um, I uh, it was a it was a fun one to write. I think I had been writing reading a lot of Deborah Eisenberg at the time. I don't know if you're familiar with her, um, but she's. I am. Like I have her volume okay. of of all her collected stories. I love her. Okay. And, yeah. And yeah. Isn't she I, wonderful? I, okay. So that. Yeah, and I see that. <laughs> so yeah. That. In, you see that? In okay. So yeah. So I was reading a lot of Deborah Eisenberg at the time. So like it was, it was one of my most dialogue heavy, I think, stories, um, largely because I was seeing, I, I, I was just kind of inspired by some of the stuff that she's doing, um, that she does on the page, um, as well. Yeah. So tell me about you. Tell me about your um, title story. I mean, I guess I, I'm so curious. I'm curious about um, your title story, but I'm, I'm curious about um, why, like how you um, order the collection. You know, so I guess it's a two-part question. Um, we can talk about the inspiration behind Secret Games of Words, but also um, how did your – maybe I should backtrack even farther and just start with how did you um, – what was it like putting the collection, your manuscript, together and how you chose to order the stories and lead off with that title story and what you were trying to establish um, in tone by leading off with um, that wonderful title story, The Secret Games of Words? Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, putting together a collection is such an interesting process because you pull out all these stories that, that you've written, and each one, as you know, is a labor of love, and um, and many times in a collection, most most of the stories have been previously published in in journals, um, and then there are a few new ones. Um, but but pulling out the stories and just deciding the order um, was just simply a process. I think of of finding the right rhythm. And uh, 
I learned I actually learned a lot about myself in in pulling out pulling out all my stories and putting them right next to each other to try to determine the best order um and I found um uh, you know, I was scratching my head. And I'm like, who's this guy named Jack? Like, I had three stories where um, the bad male character, um, the guy's name was Jack. And I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't even know anybody named Jack. Uh, what, what's, what is this about? Um, so I had to actually change a couple of names in the stories um, from how they were originally originally published. Um, so that was that was sort of interesting, and then of course there's the process where where you kind of scratch your head and you realize that you have four stories with um, terminally ill fathers who die, and you re- and you realize, wow, I guess my father's death really shook me up a little bit. I was writing about this quite a bit, and and ju- it just made me aware of just my complete lack of consciousness. I mean, you'd think you you'd be kind of aware of that 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 process at the time that you're writing about it, but. Um, Putting to, pulling together the stories for this collection really just made me, it just sort of hit me hit me over the head with some of the things that um, I'd felt in in recent years. Um, and, and another funny thing, it, uh, you talk about how I chose to lead um, lead off the collection with with the secret games of words, and actually, I didn't make that choice. Um, I had put it. You know, when I was ordering it myself, I put it at the end, and then um, people who read the collection before it came out said, "No, no, 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 no! You have to put that one front and center. First of all, it's a fantastic story, and secondly, it really does a good job of setting the reader up to know what they're in store for in this collection, because as you as you know, Sarah, the, a lot of the themes in that title story, I mean, the themes are their heartbreak, their betrayal, their love mm-hmm. and loss, and, and then ultimately, hopefully, um, about transformation and, and transcendence. And I think that those, those are themes that, um, uh, that are consistent in, in all the rest of the stories in, in, in the collection, at least, at least to one degree or another. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you stitched together a little mini internal narrative within, but in the order of your stories, I'd say, you know, as well, um, by, by leading off with that. Um, yeah, it's just such a tremendous, it's a tremendous, tremendous, uh, first story. Um, I, uh, I, I really, I really admire it. Um, and I guess I want to know, furthermore, um, how you chose sort of the the framework, like how that voice came about, like the framework within the letter um, of that story. Like if you could just talk about, um, I don't know, I, I think I had, um, maybe I said this to you or not, but it's such like the it's such a rush, the step first story, that it feels on the page like it must have just poured out of you, like you wrote it really, really quickly. And I'm just curious if that was, in fact, the case and, and how and and what that the process of writing that was like for you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm glad that it, to hear that it reads like a rush, and that was definitely my intention, but there's no way <laughs> that it came out in, in a rush. Unfortunately for me, absolutely nothing I write comes out in a rush, and um, it, I am incredibly slow as as a writer. And um, 
Uh, I wish that I could just I could just pour things out in a rush, um, but it was definitely composed in in bits and pieces um, slowly over really the course of a couple of years. I think it took me a couple of years to to finish that story. And of course, you know, I'd put it aside, come back to it, put it aside, come back to it as 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 we do. Um, but um, and to answer the other part of your question, um, it's you know this is a woman's which this woman realizes is going to be her final email to her husband and um, lover of many many years, and um, so so it's the in the epistolary um, camp, and that form has just always fascinated me, and I've used it in my writing at times, um, but with varying degrees of success. And um, and in this particular piece, um, I actually know quite a few couples um, who have their fights via email, um, oh, wow. which is um, That's kind of amazing. Sound- I know it sounds sort of passive aggressive, but in a way I can kind of understand it because I can see where it's easier and maybe more satisfying to lay out your beefs with your partner in writing versus screaming at each other. Um, Right, and then there's like that record. It's not like, well, you said this, and (laughs) I never said that, but if it's written, I guess you you can come to it then also with a cool head and sort of fact check each other. Right, right, I mean, that's right. Maybe, maybe it's the lawyer thing too. Maybe it's like <laughs> I have too many friends who are lawyers, um, and that's and that's why they fight like that. Um, but anyway, but that's sort of how I stumbled upon the structure for this story, and um, uh, and you know to, to answer one of the, your your earlier questions too about uh, you know about what the story's you know about and how it came about. Um, you know, I've just, without oversharing here, um, you know, I've learned um, over the last several years that, you know, we we work so hard to construct our lives so carefully to make them bulletproof, and those those really carefully constructed lives can unravel pretty quickly, and right. um, and our identity is so often based on the roles we play. And so in this character's case, those roles are daughter with a capital D, um, you know, wife, person of means with a prestigious career. And so in this story, I just wanted to see what happened when each one of these roles gets stripped away from a woman. Yeah, so that that's kind of job. yeah, it's such it's there's yeah, you capture such raw emotion. It's like yeah. it's 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 um yeah, it's it's really it's really raw and and I and I I it reminds me of have you read The Days of Abandonment? Have you read I I, I have not. No. Okay. Um but but now it's it's going to be on my list. Yeah, sure. it reminds me like I mean I feel like you, yours is such a compressed version version like but it's sort of the the emotion and the anger and the unhinging and the like and then like coming to a place where right of like redefinition and 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 I feel like you pack all of that into so few pages. It's just um it's just a wonder. Um well, so let me Great. let me ask you. Shifting away from um, Doll Palace and and that collection, what what projects are you working on now? <laughs> oh man, oh. <laughs> you 
sound like you're in pain. <laughs> As I take a sip of wine. Um, yeah, uh, well, okay, so um, so, so, so the, um, the polite answer is I'm working on a novel. <laughs> um, and I am. I'm working on a novel. Um, but I have been, for the past, I'd say about for the past six weeks or so, I've been cheating on my novel. I've been writing, um, I've been writing a bunch of short stories um, because, um, well, largely because, and again, this might be too much information, but um, my novel is, I, I'm, at, I'm at a place of my novel where um, I have received a note um, that I should eliminate. So it's right now it alternates between point, two points of view. Um, and that, uh, well, basically my agent had said, maybe you should eliminate one of the points of view. And I, I'm just not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do. So instead of doing anything, I'm just kind of I'm I'm taking a break. Um, and I've been writing some short. I've been writing a bunch of short things recently, um, which works a really different muscle for me. And I think that I mean I, I I'm excited about this novel, and I hope I hope I hope I hope I hope someday I actually finish it, and I do see it through to you know I don't know that it would ever sell, but at least I want to see it to a stage of being of completion. But I do think that I am. Um, I'm a much more natural story writer than I am novelist and and um so yeah so right now I'm sort of by licking my wounds I'm sort of writing <laughs> short stories which I find yeah. gratifying um and uh and 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 just clearer to me it's hard I'm such a control freak I think that's part of it that it's hard it's hard to be like 150 pages into something that's sort of unraveling and that you don't have a great handle on so um so i don't know so yes so i am working on a novel which i <laughs> i hope to finish someday um and uh, as soon as i finish this one short story that i'm working on the plan is to return to that pretty much pretty much full speed um but yeah. i've given myself this break so yeah, yeah i think that's really i think that's smart <laughs> because um you know that's you know that's got to rattle you a little bit as a writer to have um have someone say hey why don't we stand this on its head and do this in a completely different way than you've conceived of to date right. i mean i think i think you'd be almost foolish to just kind of say okay and just get back at your desk and just start typing away and cutting and 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 whatnot without giving yourself a chance to just kind of process it and um and, yeah, you know, for I sure. I mean, I think I think it's more productive and it's certainly more healthy, ment- you know, for your for your own mental health. <laughs> yeah, so. it's hard. I mean, it's hard too. I mean, I, this is again, you know, here we go, like going right to this is like therapy session. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I've been I've been writing for a long, you know, long long time without without um, without an agent, you know, at all, and so. I, you know, I yes, I feel very lucky to have to, that 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 I have an I'm you know, and she's wonderful, and I I'm I'm not I'm very you know I, I feel grateful for all that, but at the same time I feel like I've been making all of, um, you know, most of my editorial choices and like by my you know not by myself. I mean I have writing groups, I have readers, but 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 it, it's it's the first time that I'm in this very sort of strange position of well okay well what does your gut say versus what does you know what perhaps you know i um 
what perhaps you know the marketplace might say, you know, and it's second guessing all of that. Um, it's yeah. just rattling. It's really humbling, and it's rattling. And I don't, and I don't, um, I, uh, I, I don't know, you know. I so um, that's where I am. Where are you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's like, well, wait a second. Let me let me um, not step away from that since you're feeling so uncomfortable. I want to stay on no. that topic. No, no, no um, okay, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, no, but I. Um, uh, you know, I think that the experience you're having is, is, you know, it's unique, but it's, you know, the way you're having it, it's, it's your unique experience. But I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty common and it's part of taking risks and putting yourself out there. And I remember, um, I've gone to Tin House a couple of times and I think it was in 2011 that I worked with um, Benjamin Percy in his workshop. And he's just a fantastic teacher in addition to being a fantastic writer and he shared with us um, a story the wilding his novel the wilding had just come out and he told us i mean basically the exact same thing happened to him that um you know he'd written the book and i don't know if you read the book but it has um uh a female point of view in there, and it didn't initially have that. Um, and his, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was his, was his agent or his editor, um, you know, took his manuscript and said, yeah, this is good, but, you know, uh, why don't you write some, you know, half of it from the female point of view? And he's, you know, huh. he, he was, you know, he was he was kind of dumbstruck, and, you know, he, he followed that advice and produced a, um, a wonderful, wonderful book. So my prediction is that, the same thing's going to happen for you. Oh, that's very sweet. From <laughs> your lips to God's ears, honey. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be so old and senile by the time I finish yeah. it that I will forget what my early, my initial intention was anyway. So, you know. no, I, well, I hear you. I hear you. What are you working so. on these days? Well, How about um, you? I... I um I too have a novel in progress. Um I have um you know the you know what they call the, the shitty first draft and I'm working as much as I can um to make it um unshitty and to you know to flush it out and and make it make it sing but you know to be honest with you Sarah right now I'm just I'm not finding that much time to write and it's it's kind of heartbreaking um I'd say right now I'm probably logging um a, a whopping 2 hours a week if I'm lucky and um it's and it's and it's kind of heartbreaking but um you know it just it is what it is um this this collection just came out a, a couple of months ago and so you know you you did this um I'm just I'm just kind of in in shameless self promotion mode and um and putting myself out there and um and that takes a lot of time and then working full time um and yeah, you're, uh, you're to, a, are you a lawyer you're a lawyer yes, right yes guess, yeah wow yeah, wow. So, yeah yeah so and and I'm working full time and and but at at my firm full time means just pretty much for the most part, um, there are always emergencies and everything. But I, I, for the most part, I get to just work 40 hours. I mean, I've been at firms where full-time meant 60, 70, 75-hour weeks really consistently. And if that were the case, um, I wouldn't have any kind of a writing life at all. But 
Right. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate to work at a small firm um, where everybody knows um, that I'm a writer and that that's and that that's my love, and they've bought my book and um, oh, and they're nice. you know they're very supportive. Um, so that's right. good. But yeah, but there are only so many hours in the day, and I just you know when I write or you know do combat all day, you know, verbal combat all day, um, I certainly am not going to come home at 6 o'clock and pull out the laptop and do anything generative or productive. I'm just, I'm going to watch, you know, The Sopranos over and over again. Right. And I also think, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I mean, right now, like having just, having just kind of, I don't know, I feel like I'm maybe like six months, you know, because I'm, I'm sort of done with all of all of the event stuff, but promotional stuff, and, and I, but I feel like that you have to be so, be good to yourself, give yourself time right now, because it is, it's so draining, and there's, it's such a different, again, it's like a different aspect, like here we are, we spend all this time by ourselves in a room, and then suddenly, um, it becomes all about sort of selling and putting yourself out. It's a, such a different, it's it's such a different muscle and um, yeah. and yeah. I think for me at least, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being you know giving myself excuses. But for me, I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't write anything um, for the many months that I was sort of in in the trenches of the sort of. Um, you know, used car salesman publicity <laughs> thing that I was doing. I just, um, but, 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 because it's hard. It's like my head, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to be quiet in your head when you have to be so loud in, 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 in you know, in the, in the selling aspect or just, you know, promoting yeah. the aspect. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's, a, good, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and my mind is not quiet these days. Not so much going on, on, but it's exciting. Yeah, exciting. You just read it, Vermin. Didn't you? Did you just read it, Vermin on the Mountain? Is that what? Yes, and it was. It was so fun. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jim Rulin. Jim, a great writer, and he's he's just such a nice guy. Great Um, guy. He's really. He's real. He's he's has such a dry wit. Um, He's so funny, Um, and he's so. He's so humble. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are a lot of writers in the community who are um, not humble, and I certainly mm-hmm. think he's a guy who who has the talent and and whatnot to to not be humble. Um, yeah. And, but but he is. I mean, he's he's just he's a really great guy. So I was really thrilled to have been invited to that, and it was a it was just a lot of fun and just a really great beautiful venue so that's fantastic um, and you guys are all neighbors right i feel like there's this there's this san diego posse right yeah <laughs> that's there's, my, what there's, i envision yeah yeah there's a there's a san diego posse and um yeah. and i'm i'm sort of on the fringes of it um i i've been good about cultivating community but it's you know all my all my really core connections are scattered all over the place and i i, I have connections locally and fr- and good writing friends locally but but not that many i'm i'm kind of developing that now um i haven't really done a good job of getting out in in the san diego community as as much as i as much as i you know probably historically should have but um 
but I'm remedying that now. Um, and Sarah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in just another few oh. minutes, but we have okay. time for just a, just another couple of questions. And one of the questions okay. I really wanted to ask you, um, uh, or you know, pass on the compliment to your designer, um, Kelly Ray. Is it Bar Bear? Yeah, or mm-hmm. the person you Bar. Yeah. Cover. Uh, it's just, I I love the cover of Doll Palace so much. Um, I. Um, you know, when I just saw the image, um, I think like you had postcards or something at AWP a couple of years ago or a year ago, year or so ago in Seattle. And I loved the image of, um, of the, um, the cutout girls. And I didn't realize until I had the book and I'd probably write a couple of stories that, you know, that one of the girls is, she's all fucked up. And it's just like, I just, I just loved it. I mean, it's just brilliant. And I, I just, a good cover design is, is just so important. So I just wanted, I want you to pass on that compliment to, I sure will. Um, to your I publisher. Sure will. So I yeah. sure will. I mean, I love yours as well. I think that, that's, yeah. um, yeah, yours is fantastic. And you, you were the sole designer, correct? Or did you have um, someone well, designing for you? Or, or I, I mean, it was I, all your vision. Is that? It's, it was all my, my vision. Um, the guy who actually did the cover design is a local San Diego artist named David Kuzik. Um, he, uh, he runs circles and squares art, and he actually um, the the design on my cover. He does t-shirts with sort of with that sort of imagery, um, and um, so there are, so there are t-shirts out there in the world basically with this design. And I, you know, I was in book I was in book cover selection mode and you know you're kind of in a mode where you're walking down the street and you see a piece of trash on the sidewalk and you're like oh wow that would make a really cool cover so I was definitely (laughs) you know it's like everything I was looking at as wow that would that would make a great cover but I um I met him one day and saw his designs and I I saw this design and I said holy cats that I mean that's my book. I mean, because it's there's so much '70s retro. There's so much um, uh, male, female, um, you know, shenanigans and dishonesty. And um, yeah. Uh, so, and it's you know, a lot of the characters in the book are working class. And I, you know, with the car on the cover, I think you know that definitely conveys the working class vibe. So, um, it was it was just. And he was, and and I, you know, I approached him about doing it, and um, and you know, he he was he was game. So um, I'm I'm really really fortunate how that how that came together for me. Yes, yeah, fantastic. And speaking of 70s, um, I feel like you captured your your eye for detail is so spot on. I mean, throughout this book, I feel like I, I'm, I'm underlined so much <laughs> throughout because you're it just the the period details are so so precise and and fantastic. So, um, well, yeah, it's really terrific. So congratulations! It's really thank you. And an exciting debut. You yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And um, well, I guess um, I guess we'll say goodbye to everybody who's who's listening in. And um, Sarah, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Um, I love talking to you um, in in any circumstance. Um, and then to to have a conversation with you about our books, 
publicly is just kind of an extra special treat. So so thank, thank you. Thank you, Karen. I could talk to you all day. I know, <laughs> and, I know. Um, I, <laughs> I really could. And um, I'm really super excited for you. Congratulations. This was such a pleasure. Thank you, um, and congratulations to you too, Sarah. And I know Thanks. that the novel is going to come right together, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. You All too. right. You too. Okay. <laughs> Go drink Talk some wine. <laughs> I will. Bye. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye.